most prolific artist, and this is One Man's World with Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist, which, as I believe I mentioned, is me. You know who I am because the sound of my voice is familiar to you, soothing and authoritative. You trust me implicitly, even if our national sponsors no longer do, because someone ruined the show! Someone destroyed my reputation! So this episode is being brought to you by Bailey's Butcher Shop. Bailey's. We are selling some meat today. Unbelievable. That is not a good slogan. Great. Now I'm seething. I'm already seething, Scott, and you've yet to even open your vile mouth. Okay, Daniel, I seriously doubt that you didn't get a big sponsor for this episode because of me, but okay. No buts. Zero buts allowed, Scott. You said you wouldn't make excuses. You said you'd apologize and not make excuses. Yes, man, didn't Scott promise that he wouldn't make any excuses for his reprehensible behavior? Yes, Daniel, that's what he promised. I'm not making excuses for my behavior. I'm just saying that I don't think your assessment of what my behavior caused is accurate. That's all. You're in no position to assess any assessments, Scott. Be they my assessments, Yesman's assessments, or any other assessments you may decide it's your right to assess. Daniel, I just want your fan or fans, whoever it is who's harassing me and vandalizing my house, to stop. That's all I want. You're the one who gave your address out over the air, Scott. That was not the brightest move. That was, in fact, the dimmest move. The dimmest of all possible moves. Some of my fans are quite loyal. Some might say they're loyal to a fault, but I would never say that, because if I did, they might turn on me, and I don't want threatening messages tied to pool balls thrown through my bedroom windows in the middle of the night. I would hate that. Well, I do hate it as well, and I want it to stop. So I'm here to apologize about my recent behavior, and you're going to tell them to stop harassing me now, right? You're going to call them off? That was the deal. Wasn't that the deal, Yesman? Yes, Daniel. As I understood it, that was the deal. Well, good, because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to apologize. Good, because that's what I'm trying to let you do. Let me what? Apologize? Right, yeah, but it's a two-way street, really, Daniel. If I apologize and you don't uphold your end of the deal... I'm going to retract my apology. Scott, I'm just here to talk about my art, as I have been since the humble beginnings of this show. You think I want to monkey around with this apology nonsense any longer than I have to? I don't. I want you to apologize, and then we can all just move on. After you tell your fans to stop harassing me. That's what I said, Scott, that we would all move on. I include the Lampleyans in that statement. What are Lampleyans? That's what my extra-loyal fans call themselves, Lampleyans. Okay, fine. But just saying we're all going to move on isn't enough, Daniel. That's too vague. You have to insist that they leave me alone. Someone broke into my house while I was sleeping and scattered ashes in a weird shape on my living room carpet. The shape was probably a lamploid, or something vaguely lamploidal, as scattering ashes is certainly a difficult way to achieve the precision necessary for a true lamploid. Uh, For the record, Scott, I invented the lamploid. The Lampleyans use it as their symbol. It symbolizes me, Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific... Are you going to tell him to leave me alone or not? You haven't even apologized yet, Scott, and now you're threatening to retract the apology you haven't even made yet. How can I, or my listeners, or the Lampleyans believe in the sincerity of your apology when you're being so stingy with it? If you can't muster a sincere apology, Scott, how will I be able to muster a sincere request for the Lampleyans to stop harassing you? Daniel, 
I'm sorry for having a bad attitude on the show last week. I apologize for insulting you. I know that no matter how justified I might feel, that kind of behavior is never really justified. So I apologize. Thank you, Scott. All right. Now it's your turn. Not yet, Scott. I'm saving my part of the deal for the end of the show. Daniel, come on. Just do it. No, no, Scott. First, we're going to discuss some of my art. That's what the show is about, after all. Right, Yesman? Uh, yes, indeed it is, Daniel. Just do it now, Daniel. Seriously, these, are, these fans of yours, these Lamplians, they're insane. I'm scared of them, okay? I admit it. I, they're very scary. Just call them off. I apologize. I mean it. Now do what you promised. I always keep my promises, Scott. Eventually. But my timing is my own, and frankly, I don't think it'll hurt you to sweat a little bit. That'll give you some time to really think about what you've done. I think that's the wisest course of action, don't you, Yesman? Uh, yes, Daniel, I do. You know what, yes, man, you sicken me. Daniel's terrible, everyone knows that, but you are the worst. You are the lowest form of life there is. I, I hope you understand how little you mean to Daniel. I hope you realize you're not, you've never been anything but a tool to infuriate me. That's all you've ever been. When this whole thing is finally over and I'm gone for good, Daniel won't have any more use for you. He'll toss you aside and that'll be it. You'll have nothing, nothing to show for all this yesing. Do you understand that, yes or no? No. Oh, so you can't say- No, Scott! You self-righteous, sanctimonious bore! No, no! You are the lowest form of life. You are the enemy of art. You with your aggregate scores. No! Your consensus opinions. No! You with your synthesized views, pilfered and blended and dumbed down and watered down and pinned down, inert and lifeless, and you, so proud. You actually believe you sound insightful, clever, erudite, but more than that even. Moral, incorruptible, art's good guardian, brave and sacrificial, a martyr. No, no! You've never had an unsafe opinion in your life. I sicken you? No! You sicken me, Scott, you coward. Do you really believe there are people out there listening who sympathize with your limp, timid approach to art? Well, there are. They're out there. And you all deserve each other. Sure, Scott. You occasionally consume difficult art, ambient drone music, experimental film, whatever. But only when a known critic articulates its merits for you beforehand. Only when a critic provides you with talking points for future conversations in which you can explain to your less cultured acquaintances why you found this particular work engrossing while making sure that they understand that they probably wouldn't like it because it's too out there for the likes of them. No! You don't appreciate difficult art, Scott. You congratulate yourself for enduring difficult art. That is pathetic. Let me tell you something. Let me explain something to you, Scott. You say that when Daniel casts me aside that I will have nothing to show for it, but no. No! I will have exactly what I have now. A reference point. I have no illusions about what I am to Daniel, but what you don't understand, Scott, and what he probably doesn't even understand, is what Daniel is to me. I was an artist once, Scott, an aspiring artist. I was enrolled in art school. I made art. It doesn't even matter what kind, but one day I woke up and I realized I had no idea if my art was good. No idea. I'd sit and stare at it for hours and I couldn't tell. And then I began to realize that I couldn't tell if any art was good. No criteria made sense to me. The words people used to defend or attack various works of art didn't seem to correlate in any real way to the art itself. There were no pure assessments. Everyone was tainted by everyone else. All of us driven by forces we didn't understand. Envy, spite, embarrassment, fright, vulnerability, laziness, anxiety. 
Backlash and backlash to the backlash and so on and so on ad infinitum. I saw that all criticism was infected, inflamed, on the verge of bursting with concealed motivations. And all the while, the art itself existed on its own plane, unknowable, beyond my grasp and seemingly beyond the grasp of everyone. So what if I liked it or hated it? So what if it moved me or didn't move me? These sensations, these feelings, these impressions were irrelevant. Was any art good? Did art even have the capacity to be good? Did anyone even have the right to ask these questions? I was in a tailspin. I stopped creating. I dropped out of art school and I didn't leave my apartment. I didn't bathe or shave. I barely ate. I read book after book of art criticism, and each argument seemed more flimsy, more inconsistent, more empty than the last. I was tormented by all thoughts of art, and yet I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't sleep. Why did art exist if it had no real value? Why did I ever feel compelled to create it? Why did anyone? I began to question the value of everything, love, nature, life itself. And then one day, in a desperate attempt to distract myself, I turned on the radio, and I heard your show, Scott. I'd been aware of it, I'd heard bits and pieces of it before, and I hated it. It was exactly the kind of show I most despised. A show that trafficked entirely in brief, surface-level glances at art and always arrived safely back where it started, content and drowsy. But this day, the show was different. You had a guest, Scott. It was Daniel Lampley, and he was describing his From the Eyes of Art project. At first, I was simply drawn to the way Daniel angered you, Scott, but then... He sucked me in. He spoke with such conviction, such utter conviction. I started listening to your show every time Daniel was on, and he was always the same. The conviction never faltered, never wavered. I had to meet him. I went to one of his openings at the Million Blinks Gallery, and I watched him. I watched him interact with people, fans, other artists, some people who clearly despised him. He never changed. The conviction I had heard over the radio was even more evident in person. It was abundant, overflowing. Scott, I have never seen another artist like Daniel. Some may at first seem as arrogant as Daniel, but you can always tell that that arrogance is just a thin veneer over layer upon layer of self-doubt and self-loathing. This is not the case with Daniel. His conviction is authentic. His certainty is certainly certain. He knows that his work is brilliant. He knows that 100% of his work is 100% brilliant. I listened to Daniel, and I watched Daniel, and I wanted what he had, the art community's only true consistent system. If he made it, it was good. So simple, so elegant, so beautiful. If Daniel Lampley makes it, it's good. It doesn't matter if it's offensive, if it's juvenile, if it's hastily or shoddily constructed, if it's riddled with errors, if it's obnoxious, if it's dangerous, if it's incoherent, if it's insulting, if he clearly put zero thought into it, it doesn't matter. Because if Daniel Lampley makes it, it's good. If someone else makes it, who cares? Daniel taught me that. Daniel gave me that. In doing so, he gave me everything. He gave me my life back. I don't have to agonize, to wrestle, to grapple with art. Art is a defeated foe. It can no longer confound me, paralyze me. With Daniel's system, I have tamed art. And here I am now. I can sleep at night. I groom myself. I feed myself. I live my life. And when Daniel is no longer amused by my constant, unquestioning agreement, he will, as you said, toss me aside and forget all about me. But why should that bother me? He's given me what no one else could give me, a reference point. A point from which, no matter where I find myself in life... I can get my bearings. If Daniel Lampley makes it, it's good. Any time I need to start over, I can start over from there. No matter what you say, Scott, or what Daniel says, or what anyone else says, I will always have that. And so, Scott, to you, I say no, 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 just no. Yesman? Yes.
That was not the kind of thing this show needs from you. I have enough trouble with Scott constantly messing everything up without having to worry about you overstepping your role, too. Do you understand? Uh, yes, Daniel. I'm sorry. Yes. Daniel, are you going to tell these Lampleyans to stop harassing me now? Yes or no? I was going to do so at the end of the show, but between being dropped by the corporate sponsors, your lack of trust, and Yesman's long, boring, insubordinate speech, I'm not in the best mood at the moment, Scott. So actually, I'm not yes really... Yes or no? Yes or no, Daniel? <sighs> okay, Lampleyans, you heard Scott's apology, and as you know, I am a man of my word, so now, without further delay, I'm going to tell you to stop harassing Scott. Stop harassing Scott. Your mission is complete. What? What? Your mission is complete? Did you tell them to harass me, Daniel? Did you actually sick your psychotic fan base on me deliberately? You did, didn't you? You knew about the pool balls through my bedroom window, the threatening messages, the shape of the scattered ashes on my carpet? You're paranoid! You're, you're paranoid, Scott! Pull yourself together! <laughs> well, he hung up. Again. Looks like he owes us another apology, huh, Yesman? Uh, yeah. He does. This has been One Man's World with Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist. I'm Daniel Lampley. Today's edition was brought to you by Bailey's Butcher Shop. Bailey, forget it. I'm not reading that awful slogan again. Nobody buy meat from Bailey's. They're bad, too expensive, filthy. Their meat makes you sick. Sometimes you die from it. We'll be back with more Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist. That being me, we'll be back with more me. Oh. Uh, wait, I just realized we forgot to talk about any art. Uh, this week it's a project called Guilty Pleasures. It's a series of works spanning literally all possible mediums that you love, yes, but you can't help but feel racked with incredible guilt for loving them, and then you can purchase forgiveness for loving them from me. Okay, okay, well, we'll, I'll be back after the news and the weather.